You're listening to Comedy Central. We're cranking. Welcome to the You Up podcast. Uh, it's Nikki Glazer, your host, your weekly host of the You Up podcast. I thought I was going to do this podcast alone this week because let me tell you, I'm not on the road. Andrew Collin and I usually do this podcast from the road with whoever's hosting for us. Um, and then if he's not there, I'm usually just alone. So I thought I was just going to be talking alone in my phone, which can I be honest with y'all? I'm not alone right now. You're going to find out who's here. Oh my God, you guys, the guy that I am recording with, I'm just going to bring him right in because I was going to say something else, but you just, Ian Fidance is here, everyone. Let's just get into this. He just looked so cool leaning back, lighting a cigarette because he could tell that I was going to go off on a thing that he wasn't involved in. So he just was like, I'm going to put in a cigarette, look pretty cool, just hang back. He couldn't have looked cooler. I was watching him almost mesmerized and distracted by my own story because of how cool he looked. Then it fell out of his mouth, <laughs> flew down his neck, singed his neck on the way down. He immediately started flailing about, really embracing one side of himself, and uh, and dropped, oh my god, and your new tattoo. Yeah. That looks fake, dude. It's so good. That looks like you got it done at a, um, like, you know when kids get their faces painted? Oh, that yeah. yellow is so... Good. Um, okay, so Ian Finance is here, everyone. Fresh knee tattoo and fresh burn on his neck. <laughs> yeah, hi. Cigarette burns and all. Good to be here. Uh, where are we? Uh, we're in just idyllic Soho in New York City. Don't tell them where I live. Okay, do. <laughs> Brag time. Uh, you might have heard of Soho from, like, the coolest songs. Oh, yeah. The best song lyrics. The best songs. Uh, it <laughs> takes two, probably, the parent trap. Every shopping scene in New York City takes place in this area. Oh, really? It yeah, takes yeah. two and the parent trap. Did you just reference both two the Olsen the Olsen twin movie and, and Lindsay Lohan, Lohan movie. Yes. It seems like two Olsen twin movies yes. because there are two of them, the Olsen twins, mm-hmm. but they don't make twin movies. Mm-hmm. That would be weird if twins had to then make movies, double movies that are the same plot. <laughs> <laughs> um, it Takes Two was great. Yeah, Steve Do, Gutenberg? Was he? No, no, no. He was, was he the father of Steve Gutenberg? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. No, no, no. I just remember, remember the, the woman that played their stepmom? And maybe that was the Lindsay Lohan one, but I'm thinking it wasn't. Kirstie Alley? She was in It Takes Two. Kirstie Alley. She was the good mom in it. She was the mom you were rooting for. But who was the stepmom? You know who's the stepmom in the Lindsay Lohan one? Was this amazing um, villainous comedic actress who also plays the um, cool girl on uh, Superstar. Do you remember Superstar? Uh, Superstar. Yeah. Yeah. Mary Catherine Gallagher. Um, And by the way. (laughs) My pits are ripe. Yeah. Tried to do a Mary Catherine Gallagher, and it really came back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> That's the risk there. Woo! I took one, and it did not pay off. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the girl that played, like, the cool girl in her school was named Evian, like, After the Water. Do you remember that movie? That movie naive is... Naive Backwards. Yes, Naive Backwards. That movie is one of the best comic movies ever. Yeah. Like, you need to see that uh Superstar. Movies, oh, oh, Superstar, dude! I love it's one of the best. some of those SNL spinoffs, like Superstar, Night at the Roxbury. Night at the Roxbury. I never saw the ladies' so man. So fucking funny. Yeah. So, did you see uh, the tale of Goat Boy with Jim Brewer? No. Yeah, they didn't make it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> People wanted a Stefan movie. Oh, that's right. Wouldn't they that did. be amazing? Yeah, but I mean, what would be the premise? Who who knows? I mean, like, you would have thought about yeah. the Night at the Roxbury and, like, what the hell is a movie oh, about yeah. those two going to be? Dude, Colin Quinn in Night at... Uh, next time I bring him on stage, that's the credit I'm going to give him. Dude, that's hilarious. That's so funny. What did he play in that? He played uh, 
the assistant to um, the bad guy. No, the assistant to the club owner. And he was like totally over it the whole time. And Chaz Palminteri. And he would go, did you just touch my ass? And he goes, sir, from where I'm standing, that, that would is be a physical impossibility. impossibility. <laughs> yes, yes. God, that movie's so good. Um, yes. And so is your knee tattoo. Can we Thank talk about you. your knee tattoo? Yeah. We talked about it on the show this week. I have a lot of zits around it from the lotion and the shaving, which I y'all... Shaving. I thought that was part of the design. No, no, no. You didn't get acne tattooed on your leg? <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, remember uh, those awkward teen years? Put it on my leg. Yeah, I just want to never forget those. Yeah, I'm lucky I didn't have acne when I was younger. Oh, my God, I have it now. I had it, When I was younger, I, f- I dealt with it really bad in high school, and then when I got like malnourished, I wasn't like eating yeah. well enough, I would just get like open sores on my face because I was also like full of anxiety and had nowhere to put it but also couldn't I was starving so my body was malnourished I was getting sores on my face and I would pick at them because I was like anxious so I was just always walking around with an open wound on my face there were times that I would walk on stage I can't even believe I'm talking about this now because I that's that's a good sign because I feel so distanced from who that was but I was so embarrassed that there's times I was walking on stage I would say five six years in and I would just like you would just, like, feel a little thing on your face, like a scab, and you would just be like, I can get it, and it'll be fine. You just want it to be, like, flush. You open sores on your face walking on stage? I, one time, would you walk up I would say. Philadelphia because you look like you had AIDS? I looked faces of meth. I looked, like, slide three on faces of meth. Oh, my. Like, girls are hot. Yeah, I mean, they get hot when they lose. Like, and they, that's the thing. Oh. When you get anorexic, you get hot first because you get, like, scary skinny, yeah. but it's, like, the hot version, and then you're hot for, like, literally one second. Right, and then you have to keep not eating because you think it'll keep you hot right no it's not about being hot it, it just gets out, i talked about it on the show this week but it just gets out of control like you just don't know how to eat anymore and you almost associate food with like a poison so you just like can't even do it um yeah it's it's brutal but anyway i would walk on there were like probably two times i walked on stage and my face was bleeding and i just had to blot it the whole fucking Jesus time like casually Christ. so embarrassing like a dad going to his work in the morning with toilet paper on the wound <laughs> yes exactly i used to do that i I always remember that from like '90s sitcoms. Yeah, do you remember what about Bob? Yes, like, that's where it's from. All time with Dr. Leo Marvin and his wife Faye is like, and he pulls it out of his face. I just uh, yes, yeah, that's where Bob, that's yeah. where that's where yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is my favorite movie of all time. That, what about Bob? Is your favorite God movie? God damn, he, Bill Murray is genius in that. And apparently, him and Richard Dreyfuss didn't get along during the filming. So all the scenes where there was like that tension and anger was like very real. I just saw. Um, that he's so brilliant and it like upsets me how funny someone can be just like Bill Murray. Oh yeah. Just, um, I saw just a picture of him signing someone's face cause they were like, sign my face, you know, and he was signing Miley Cyrus. That's incredible. It's just like, there's no funnier name for Bill Murray to even know who Miley Cyrus right. is, is funny to me. And it was like years ago when maybe he shouldn't have, I don't know. Well, he apparently on the set of Kingpin, he, um, came to set, looked at the script and goes, I get it, and improvised most of the script. And on Ghostbusters, they found out that the proton pack they wore, when his was heavier, he acted more like kind of upset and sarcastic on his takes. So they intentionally made his proton pack 25 pounds heavier than everyone else. Because when he's in a bad mood. He's hilarious. I would love to know the behind the scenes about Lost in Translation. If I ever got to know Scarlett Johansson, which I could because she's marrying Colin Jost, yes. who I do know. Did you find out what they said at the end? I wonder I know, how many times they've been asked that. Well, I've read a lot about it, and, and he act, it's actually, the, you can Google it. It's, if, and if it was that good, I'd remember it. Right. 
but I, but I know that it's inconclusive. But apparently, like there, it's out there what they mm. did say. But um, I would just ask him what it, I would ask her what it's like to work with him and oh, like yeah. what that shooting process was like. That's I think one of my favorite movies of all time. Interesting. I saw that one time when I was in college. I was very depressed and it just made me so sad. Yeah, it can do that. I think I just I was in therapy today and my therapist goes. What are you, what are you like to, I mentioned like how if I went on vacation, I would just like read a bunch of books. I haven't read a book for a fucking ever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are your favorite books to read? And I'm like, I like reading about depressed women. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm a narcissist. Yeah, like I, I just like, re- <laughs> I, I mean, the bell jars. I don't even, I, I don't even, I haven't even gotten into that. I'm no. too scared to. She's like the most depressed female author of all time i gotta read more depressed women so if you have a depressed woman um book to recommend me there's a book that i the last book i read that i really love it wasn't the last book i read because i went on a tear after that one but it was what got me started again it was it's called a year of rest and relaxation it's just about a bitch who doesn't want to she's like a modern day lady it's around september 11th actually which i love a a thing set Mm -hmm. what are you checking if it's still recording. Yes, it good is. job. Yeah. Ah, thank God. Um, I love I love a uh, September 11th setting. I love like oh. that the night. It's like the 90s into the 2000s. I was alive. I can yeah. picture it, but I wasn't an adult yet. I want to know what adults were up to. Very. When did you move to New York? What? When did you move to New York? Um, first time 2010. Oh wow! First time for me was 2003. Not even two years after 9/11. Jesus Christ! And I was from. Wilmington, Delaware, where people thought airplanes were going to get flown into our tallest building, which was like 25 stories. The high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right near my house. I was, this chick, I was like making out with it. I actually went to her wedding this weekend. She's a dear friend of mine. But we used to like kiss and stuff. And I had such a crush on her. And 9-11, she goes, hey, my parents aren't home. You should come over. And I was like, oh my God, is this it? Is someone going to touch a penis that's not a man? And um, (laughs) she, uh, Invited me over, and I told my mom, I go, Mom, can I go to, you know, whatever? And she goes, no, we had the terrorists are flying planes into buildings. They might hit the Rollins building. They might go into the highway. You're not going. And she invited another guy over, and then they ended up losing their virginity to each other. On 9-11. Yeah, 9-11 was my 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> you could have gotten your first pussy on 9-11? Uh-huh. Ever? Yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. that's pretty late for you. You're the same age as me, right? What are you? junior in high school. Yeah. Oh, I was senior. Yeah. Cool. I'm a cool senior girl. Yeah. Do you I, feel cool hanging out with a senior girl and you're just a junior? I do, yeah. <laughs> I Getting invited to the senior party when you're an underclassman is like, wow. I when mean, I seniors mean everything, dude. It, they And it's so weird how old you think they are. And then now I look at seniors and I'm like, you're like a retarded baby. <laughs> like, they're just like young idiots. Yeah. I. I they're so... It, but they were so old. All the cliche things you think you're not going to say when you get older, you end up saying. Like, you're turning into your mother. Like, all those things. And they even Dude. warn you that they're cliche and that they're going to happen. But the you still day, don't think they're going to happen to you. The other day on the train, I was appalled at these three teenagers with a little child. And they were making her say, you ugly, you gay, you fat. And they'd give her a dollar every time she gave the finger. No way. And I got up and had to move train cars. Is this real? This happened? God. Swear to God. You're making was, a baby like a parrot I was say slurs? infuriated. And I didn't say anything because they were black and I didn't want to be like racist about it. But it had nothing to do with their ethnicity. It had to do with everything that you're training a child to do those things. Oh, that is so awful. Yeah. That's just, oh, that bums me out. I, it bums me out so much when I see 
kids being mistreated. I know. And just like, and it happens all over the place. There was a a family of Italians that we were friends with. I don't know why I keep bringing up ethnicities, (laughs) but there was a family, they were all Italian and there was a little daughter that one of them had and they would make her say cuss words and it'd be so funny and they'd be like, say fuck, say shit. Oh, look at her. Ha 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 ha. And I remember I was in like sixth grade and I was like, this isn't right. (laughs) Yeah. It's... because they're so innocent yeah. and and you I think you project a lot of yourself onto it because you're like this you just when you think about yourself trying to interpret an adult world and which is pretty much what like fucks mm-hmm. you up as a kid when you're faced to deal with adult things when you can't handle them and I think that's like a micro version of that of just seeing a kid like being and, and being rewarded for it right but it's also that thing of like you can do everything you can as a parent to take care of your child and to give them a nice environment raise them how you want but the second they're exposed to the kids on the back of the bus or, like, the kids at school, at the lunch table, you're fucked. Because that kid cussing is cool. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be – they're going to be the first one that, like, snaps back at someone and says, like, some funny derogatory thing. And it's like, wow, I'm going to hang out with that person. Then you get exposed to all these bad things. I know. Well, that's that so small on the scale of, like, what the real issue, which is, like, that kids, like – Are raising kids. No, that that kid, the world's not going to be around much longer. I don't really think these kids have, <laughs> I think it's getting very scary. Oh, so maybe and maybe they should just cuss whenever they want. Yeah, them. like just let them do whatever they want. I was cussing on the phone last night in front of my nephew. He's two and a half. And I was, I said, cause some of my jokes involve talking about wanting to, like I was telling my parents my roast jokes and some of them involve like me, like I would fuck this person, but you know, you? and no. Ian, Nicholas. For someone who talks about fucking a lot, I sure don't fuck a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I talk about eating ass a lot, and I only eat one ass. But you eat that one ass a lot. It's my steady form of protein. It's the it's a part of your food pyramid. I'm on the keto diet for ass. Oh my god. (laughs) I can't. I have. I haven't heard. Skins diet. (laughs) Dude, is this in your act? It's so funny. Do you talk about eating ass on stage, like, a ton? Sometimes, but it's like, I'm so much funnier in conversation. I'm so much better sitting around. And then because stage, you're like, not hey, as nervous. Up. I know. I'm, I'm getting better, but I still... No, all it is nervous. is stage time. You just need to be up there so much that you're so used to it, it's second nature. Well, I got to tell you, I had this thing where I went away for two nights, and I've been taken off in fucking forever and i'm running around like doing like three four spots a night like it's a lot all over it it is a lot and you know i'm grateful for it i'm like so this is like what i've always wanted you know sc is one of our number one listeners by the way so if you if you disparage getting sets a lot um at all on this podcast you will not get sets at the comedy seller i love it and i'm just kidding sd is not listening i don't think she knows how to know how to work a podcast (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna ask you're gonna ask me to take that out later (gasps) i think i uh nikki i think i uh, I impersonated sd in like a derogatory way (laughs) no you didn't you are fine ian you are fine palestine Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh Ian! <laughs> uh, which, oh, I took two nights off. I went to a wedding upstate. Beautiful ceremony. Um, I cried so much. I swear to God, I cried during the vows. I cried. What's going on with you? Uh, it was just touching. It was okay. so beautiful. My, my friend has been with, you know, now her husband for like nine years. And to like, and it's like weird when all my friends started. All, the majority of my friends from home, they're like married to who they're married to. 
met them like when I was like in and out of rehab and like yeah so these so people have like they look at you like oh boy this yeah. guy's rolling into my like, wedding yeah, like, uh, Josh I'm letting you invite him but he, he you're on high alert oh yeah I, I have a friend who flat out told me he's like dude she said like why do we even have you in my life like you're like a nightmare person Oh, that sucks. So it's like these people met me when I was like, yeah. whatever. And then to it's just a weird thing to hear, like, we've been together for nine years. And then think about that. Think about where I am and where yeah, they are. And these beautiful. Different, like roads. Totally beautiful. So I was like, because you're so good right now, Ian. I'm so happy to see you right now. And how like um, even in the time that I've known you and I've known you since you've been healthy and sober, like mm-hmm. you just you've been through a lot, even in the time that I've known you and you I don't know. You're just in a really good place and you work really hard. And like I said last night, you're, uh, you're really good about advocating for yourself. And that's why I know you're going to be successful. Well, I, learned that from, I learned that from you. Uh-oh. You, you really, uh, believe it or not, really did a lot for me in terms of my, uh, I've always had value, but my self-esteem has been fucked up, but you really have helped me to find, uh, a high esteem for myself because of just how kind and like, you had no reason to ever be nice to me or be my friend. And you, like, chose to invite me into your life as wow. someone who, like, didn't have to. And that wow. meant a lot to me. Well, that it means a lot to me to hear that from you. So thank you for that. Yeah, and, yeah, like, sure. I... I'll say that to you off air, too. I'm, yeah, I'm very no. grateful for everything. You are... You're, you've always been so grateful. And the only... Re- like, uh, the thing about Ian is, like, the second you meet him, you're just, like oh my God, do I get to be friends with this person and how can I get them in my life as soon as possible and have them around all the time because this is the funniest person I know. Like, you, the thing about you is you can be the funniest person I've ever yeah. known and then you can also be very real and then sometimes you can be fucking scary. Yeah, yeah. Because you can, you can, you have, do you have bipolar? Yeah, totally. So you have, you can switch and I've seen you go off your meds and you've been like a completely different person. Not yeah. bad. But obviously you can't, you could have been bad in the past with right. your, your issues, but you're just like, so you're so special. You're there's like so few people like you. And s- legitimately the first time I met you on the set of Bonnie McFarlane's short film, uh, anything boys can do. You were so funny that night. I can't even can, I can't even take it. You were getting bullied by Bonnie's. We were at a hotel. We were shooting a scene in a hotel where Ian's tied up to this bed, and I'm going to murder him later, and he's struggling. And we were, uh, you know, in the other room waiting for them to set up the shot, and Ian, it's the first time I met Ian. He's making me laugh so hard because he's in the process of getting bullied by Bonnie's child, uh, Raina, who was probably, like, nine at the time, and with these other kids, and it was so funny, dude. And then I was pretending to be the police and like I'm giving the finger to a bunch of nine-year-olds, oh. and they're like insulting me. Like I bet you like anime. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't, because I'm not a fag like you. To <laughs> like a nine-year-old, like we went on a road gig. Me, Bonnie, her kid, Kate O'Connor, and her kids, and we're like driving. And the first thing Raina ever said to me, she goes, "Are you a crack addict?" And I was like, "No, I'm not your father." And so like, <laughs> her father's rich font. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we went back and forth right away, and she was just ripping on me. And I was like, Bonnie, can I? And she goes, "Just respond." I go. Listen, Raina, do you see that little water over there? I'm going to drown you in it if you don't <laughs> shut up. And it was, like, so fun. She was, like, she's, like, such a mature mind for a child yeah. because her parents are... Her really parents are razor sharp. Yeah. They're so sharp. And, like, for her to be raised in that environment is so cool. Like, she's going to be the coolest kid, yeah. you know? And um, it's funny, too, because Bonnie, like, let her get all that shit out of her system. Like, she was saying, like, 
totally derogatory, racist, horrible shit to me. And Bonnie was like, well, you know. And now I talked to Bonnie. And she's like, yeah, she's kind of over it. Like, she doesn't really act that way anymore. And I'm Interesting. Like, wow. So maybe that baby should be trained to say all those things now. Maybe. Or it should organically be allowed. To it should find it. the hate in its heart that yes. will pull those words from yes. its mouth. And you need to release that hatred like a valve and let it out. Mm. All right. Well, this brings us into Monday's show. Monday, I had on uh, Claire Parker, who let's get into Claire after this clip. Last night, Claire was talk about a bully, uh, bully Claire Parker. And uh, who else was in Ari Finling? We're, we're in. Uh, you can follow Claire Parker, Claire the Scare on Instagram. Great follow Ari Finling. Another great follow. Uh, they call me Ari is his Instagram. They call me A-H-R-I. What, Ian? Can I see if this is still recording? It definitely is. Now she's going to have to edit it. Oh, it totally is. Yes, of course it is. I know. I'm just nervous. Okay. Okay. Well, that pause was Ian realizing something. Claire the Scare and Ari Finley. Yeah. Here we go. Monday's episode. I I spent a summer in Paris in college and I almost killed myself. I fucking hate that city so much. People... People in Paris have too much time and like they need jobs. And Parisian. And maybe come home and go, oh, I love capitalism. I don't care if we're all in a sweatshop 100 hours a week. That is better than just sitting in a cafe, enjoying your like morning. It is psychotic what these people have to do. Yeah, I couldn't do that for my whole life. I couldn't live my life just like taking a stroll, but like- Every once in a while, it feels good to take a stroll or relax yeah. because you're running so fast. Do you think yes. it's like a defense mechanism that your body created where you're like, I got to get out of here before I get hurt or injured or something I like that? I think it's more like I just don't want to be alone with my thoughts. I don't want to ever have to sit right. and be and have to let the thoughts in that will make me depressed. So, so if I you're always moving, always moving right. away from that. That's literally, I was explaining that because I have to fall asleep to TV and like my boyfriend doesn't care, he'll sleep through it. But I was like, I cannot, if I go to sleep and it's silent and I'm alone with my thoughts, I won't sleep. I'm like, I can't, literally last week, I, my computer was dead. So I had to try to fall asleep just au natural. And I, the phrase, your career isn't even your job popped into my head and I have not been able to stop thinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I understand that, Claire. You should try to be alone with your thoughts when you're I, drifting off to sleep. I know. You should try. Nope. Have you, well, do you meditate? What? I want to, but I'm so scared. Can I tell you, I'm too scared to even try meditating. I'm just uh, like, don't, don't be. You're not, different. Yeah. you're not different than no, anyone else. I, no, I know, a, but I just feel like I could fight it longer. No, <laughs> just do it. You're It'll talking to two people so who go better. crazy both with our thoughts. Yeah. And we I, both meditate. It's, it's great. It's the best. It really is. I, and you've heard me talk about this a million times. No, and it's like, in, it's inspired me to try, but there really is. Like in the morning, I'm like, wow, I have 10 minutes. I could just strap in right now. But I'm like, oh, what if instead I just check Twitter until I'm late for no, work? Well, well what, if, what if you knew that something you could do for 10 minutes would make you feel better the rest of the day? I do Why? objectively know that and I believe you. Yeah. But it's just like, it's almost like working out. Like, you know, when you're like, I don't want to go, once you're running, you don't care, but like, you're like, God, what if it sucks? It never does. It's 10 minutes. You, if it sucks, it's 10 minutes. You've never worked out and regretted it. And I swear to God, you'll never meditate and regret it. Ever. No, it's just so... It's 10 minutes and it flies by. and it like, That I don't believe because I've been in yoga and I've been sitting there like, how long could Yeah, be? but that's an but hour. That's an this hour is 10 minutes. Not Shavasana. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you no, do a six-minute yoga session. I believe you guys, and I believe you guys, and I, it's just something I will get. I, one day I'll 
grow up, I hope. You will. I mean, you're still young. I didn't discover meditation until like two years ago. So, I, yeah, you have time, but it's, I wish I would have discovered it in my 20s. I would be further along in my career. Had, like, and I know I'm far along. I would be further if I had discovered Okay, meditation. well, that's what I needed to hear. Because I don't care about personal growth, but I'm like, financially. No. <laughs> oh, we can see that you don't care about personal growth. <laughs> I've known you for years. There's no growth. It's true. It's like it. If there's no other reason to get people meditating, you'll be better at your career. You'll make more money. Like, everything improves. Ari, when, how long have you been meditating? Four years. Yeah. And and when did you discover it? I mean, you are into so many things I'm into. I um, came to meditating at my therapist, just recommended it, and I fought it for so long. Yeah. Like, See? Just I like feel you. like you guys need to, like... Acknowledge but, it. There is something about it. You're like, oh, but this is the quietly? natural. This is the natural curve of somebody who meditates. Yeah. You fight it, fight it, fight it until your friends are like, "Stop being an idiot." It's ten minutes, and then you do it, and you're like, "Why the fuck have I not been doing this for right. years?" Yeah. And I start. I didn't start regular meditating. I started doing sensory deprivation tanks. Found <laughs> out that, and then found meditating like Hold after on. that. Wait, we we've talked. <laughs> I know what you're laughing at. I worked with Ari in uh, Atlanta about three weeks ago. It was me, Andrew, and Ari on the road together. And Ari, like, has a lot of stories of, um, like, he, you have wet dreams still. Yeah, I was making sure you were not going to say premature ejaculation. No, no. <laughs> I have wet dreams still. You, <laughs> it's premature ejaculation. and That's, like, very pre. That's, like, hours before the sex. Yes. <laughs> that's, like, so, I mean, that's not premature. That's just, like, random ejaculation. <laughs> yeah, I'm still having wetties. Okay, and you had one in a sensory deprivation tank. I had one in a sensory, sensory deprivation the tank. The same Shut one. Shut the fuck up. Because I was like, oh, I've been to a sensory deprivation tank only once in my life in St. Louis. I got a free one from a friend. No, I didn't have it in the one in St. Louis. Yes, you did. You told no, me you did. No, I had it the one in Flatiron. Oh, okay. okay. I've been to the one in St. Louis. Okay, so you didn't no. come all come over Why? Because you thought it was space? the same one? I mean, it's just weird to think that someone has come in a tank that you may, even if it's been clean, you just don't want to think of coming. Yeah, but you've had come like in your mouth. But why not is, why yours, is it in the Ari? water? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> specifically not, my, not yours. Nobody wants my It just my makes cum. me think that not only you are coming, that other men might be coming in these tanks too. Yeah, everyone's men. coming in these tanks. No, oh. not women. Not women. These tanks are like the movie <laughs> Cocoon. You yeah. get inside like a, uh, you lay inside like a bath that has a lid, pretty much. A big bath, a big hot tub with a lid. Like yeah. a tanning booth. Yeah, yeah, That's a big like a tanning booth with a lid. <laughs> exactly, and it's completely dark, and you, the water is... Uh, has enough saline in it that you perfectly float yeah. on the surface. It's a thousand pounds of salt. It's six inches of water. The water is ninety eight point six degrees. Your body is ninety eight point six degrees. The air is ninety eight point six degrees. So if you lay super flat and still, you feel nothing. You feel nothing. You can't tell the difference between your body and the water and the air. And you're literally just like a brain. Yes. God, I'm having heart palpitations no, right now. No, I'm telling. Really? That's how I was. I'm and the, then I, I know did it. in there I'd be happy, but the idea no, of being alone with myself. I wasn't happy. Well, that's because you were covered in Ari's cum. Who yeah, could that's be? That's <laughs> true. And his cum was 99.1 degrees. So yeah. I felt it on it's my foot. It's insane that we're 98.6 degrees. That was Monday's show. Uh, let's talk about Claire Parker. Oh, boy. We saw her last night. We had a You Up show at The Stand last night, The Stand in New York City. So fun. So cool. Ian hosted it. Rush. Dude, I did. That was so fun. It was. And I got to tell you, again, back to that thing about going away for two days of the wedding. 
I think crying really helped out a lot. Crying like is the best. Holding friends and crying, hearing a speech and admiring someone else's work to the point of tears, you know. And uh, just getting away from comedy, I put my phone away. I came back so recharged. Like Sunday night, Monday, even like last night when I was on stage, I wasn't like, do this, do that. I just was kind of like more free-flowing and having fun in the yeah, moment. Yeah, you had to get away night, and be better. Yes. And last night was so fun and they were such a good crowd. And, and we had such like a good group. And everyone. And offstage it was fun. Yeah, that was a really yeah, fun hang. We just really sat around was. a table and then there were some other people there that just came to support. Like Matt Fultron was there. Yeah. And um, Karen Feehan, and uh, oh yeah, and so oh my god, so Claire, Claire, Claire Parker's boyfriend. Oh, and should we talk about the love connection? Or oh, yeah, let's talk about the love connection. There's this guy in the back, you know. I'm like crowd working everyone, and I'm like, dude, you are hot. What? Are, who are you here with? And he's like, I'm here by myself. I was like, by yourself? What? What? What's up? And he's like. Well, I'm recently divorced. And I was like, good for you, man. Is there anyone here that's single? This guy is great. Look how handsome. What do you do? And he was like, I own a doggy daycare. And I, like, went off on, like, how great he is and how, like, what a kind soul he is and how he's had it for seven years. So he's not doing it new for divorced pussy. He's, like, a good guy at heart, you know. And I swear to God. And I would check in with him and everything and be like, ladies. And, uh, you know, not in a creepy way, fun. And um, at the end of the show, he was talking to a girl and they were like having so much fun. And he DM me and he goes, dude, you got to be my wingman. I go, did you get her number? And he goes, yeah. And I was really nervous going by myself, which you always encourage people to do. Yeah. And he did because he probably listened to you. Yeah. And he was like, you know, the show made me feel so much at ease. I need to laugh. And this girl and I talked. I'm just so I haven't gotten a number since 2001. Oh, my God. Pre 9-11. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. So. That is so cool. So did had you inter- I thought I assumed you interacted with that girl too. But wow. Cuz afterwards the, the showroom was shut down and we're in all the in they were in the dark and Ian Ian tells us the whole story and he's like, "Oh my god, he's so excited cuz he's watching this couple talk." And I put on my glasses cuz I couldn't see if her body language was like into it or not cuz the guy I could the guy was closer to me so I could see he was having a good time, but it's not always the case, right? But then I looked and the girl was like into him. I I can tell that shit. You know, you can just tell when yeah. two people are getting along. Oh, my God. It was just, like, cute, you know? It was, like, cute, and, and uh, it seemed innocent, you know? And the fact that the guy was like, yeah, I got her number, was, like, respectful and not like, I fingered her in a cab. I you know, know? Like, God. Was, like, really sweet. That's so know? cute. Yeah. yeah it was Love cool. does exist. Yeah, it does. Oh, that's you know? so sweet. Yeah. And that's dope that you're always like, hey, go to the show by yourself. Because it gets more people out to shows, too. That Yeah, think yeah people that. think that it's, like... A w- I'm I'm not only making people f- go have fun b- on the, their own, but it's filling seats. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. like if you if people, you'll get more money if people donate a dollar each than if like twenty people donate five. Exactly, exactly. And I just it makes for a better show if people are just free to laugh as at as much as they want. I know that I get intimidated or not intimidated, but um, my laugh is just so loud sometimes. I don't know that. A cackle. And, and, it, and I've seen people, I don't want to be that girl that people turn around and go, Jesus, but I am that person. And then they go like, oh, and if they, if they're comedy savvy, they're like Nikki Glazer's in the room. And then I feel like people are almost watching me laugh and I feel like I'm making it about me secretly. And I'm just like, ew, am I trying to laugh loud to get attention, which I'm not doing. And then I question everything and I just don't want to watch. I've thought about that before, but I also really, when something really tickles me, I love laughing. Oh my God. I was doing roast jokes last night and when you would laugh, I'd be like, keep it. Like it was so fun. It was so rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. That was so cool. Um, we have so much more to cover, but I want to get to Tuesday. Oh, we didn't talk about Claire Claire bullying. 
to I mean, Claire. She's, she's a real pit bull. I saw, cause, okay, so what happened was Claire got confronted, or Claire confronted the situation. There was another comic there who Claire had posted a video of and made a sarcastic comment about, you know, like, have fun going to Montreal, which is the big festival that comics get invited guy, to, about a guy at his, at his, audition. At his she, audition. She recorded his set. But it was in the background. You couldn't really hear him. I will give her that. Right, yes. But, but she also made fun of him and um, belittled him and made it like, oh, have fun getting this thing that it's right. like it's fixed and you don't deserve it. Right. And it did have him playing the piano for a little bit. And she um, uh, has done that at Mike's where like she'll show someone talking and then like show her like. She thought she was better than him. Yeah. And she thought she could post something about him. Turns out this guy is actually a friend of mine. He was at the show last night and just hanging out. And she she was the one who goes, really? I mean, I should let her tell her own story, but she was the one that was like, hey, um, uh, can you uh, unblock me so I can do your podcast and promote? Like, she right, she asked right. him to unblock her, yeah. and then that opened up the conversation. We were right. all like, what happened between you two? Yeah. And, and he was, like, visibly, he was, like, visibly hurt. Yeah, he was hurt, and she just wouldn't actually apologize. She would go, I'm sorry, and then she would turn to me and go, but I mean, and she, you could see yeah. whether he could hear her or not. You could hear she was like saying something on the sidelines, like that she wasn't really sorry. I'm like, Claire, just apologize. Yeah. But the thing is, I also like that honesty. I was talking about this on the show this week too, about like if you're, if you're gonna like not care about how people feel, just be honest about like, yeah, I'm not sorry, right. but don't apologize. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Be honest about it. And you're entitled to not care. If Claire doesn't care about how he feels and she stands by what she did, which it seems like she does, uh-huh. then don't apologize. Well, not only did she stand by it, but we thought the situation had been, um, you know, rectified and everyone had seemed to have moved on, certainly to other conversations. And she left and came back to the venue and go, and another thing. Oh, yeah. She was like, and by the way, um, my boyfriend thinks I'm right. And I'm like, because he wants to be. No, not just her pussy. He just wants her to be in a better, like, you know. Right, right, right. And also, uh, she's not wrong. No one's wrong, but I will. She needs to acknowledge that his feelings were hurt. Right, and the sorrys didn't and, feel sincere. And stop at thinking you're better than anyone else ever, because oh, yeah, because just because you might think you are, don't mean that you is. Well, I think anytime someone thinks they're better, it's a reflection of a feeling of insecurity within self. And absolutely I'm for things too. When I like, you know, it, it judge someone for something, or like, oh, well, this piece of shit. And it's like, well, no, I'm jealous. Like, yeah, I judge someone all this it week. Is. I it's judge all my own bullshit. Whatever you think about someone else is something you're questioning about yourself. You know, it's it's like, like when you're against gay marriage and you're, you know, tap dancing under a stall to blow an altar boy. You know? Yes, tap dance. <laughs> Doing yeah. a soft shuffle like a in a Minneapolis airport. A yeah, yeah, under an airport, yeah. you know. Great reference. Um, let's do Tuesday's show. Such a good one. Do you know Heather McMahon? Do you follow her on Instagram yeah. yet? I'm, I'm a huge Heather McMahon fan. All, all I want, I just tell people all the time, follow her. She's so funny. She puts me in the best mood whenever I watch her stories. She's hilarious. She's like you. She's like a character actor, hilarious. Ooh. Just like always funny. Heather McMahon, Anya Marina. Follow, uh, follow Heather McMahon. Heather K. McMahon, M-C-M-A-H-A-N. And then go see Anya Marina. She's touring um, the West Coast right now. Go see her in uh, concert. Can I just say, uh, on the way to the wedding, we were jamming out to some hardcore Anya Marina. In She's the- amazing. So good. She is so good. Her new EP, um, uh, GFY, the song GFY is amazing. Go fuck yourself. And then uh, Dynamite is the song that's going to open my special. It's so fucking oh, good. Oh, yeah. 
Nice. I, I can't believe I'm friends with someone whose music I love so much. Right? I'm so and comedy. Being friends with like musicians, people you're and creative people, and like that you dig. Yes, yeah. it's wild. Okay, here's Heather McMahon and Anya Marina on uh, on Tuesday show giving us advice about men. I have this new theory, and it's been checking out. I feel like people. I, I remind men they're gonna die because <laughs> I'm so awesome. I really do. All the men that date me, they know how truly great I am. What a catch I am. Right. I'm fucking fun. I'm sexy. I'm funny. I'm funnier than any woman they will ever date the rest of their life. Aside if they don't, if they date a fe- another female comic, like right. those are the only women that might be as funny as me. Um, and and. So there's I'm I'm such a catch and when they date me they get scared because they're like oh I'm gonna have to marry this girl if I become her boyfriend then I then I'm done then I don't get to fuck anyone you really else think that I think that I think that guys That's crazy get too scared because they're like I will have to be this girl's boyfriend and then if I'm her boyfriend I'm never gonna be able to get out of this because I okay. won't want to and then I'm gonna be with her until I die and that reminds me that I'm gonna die someday so I'm just gonna leave now. Okay, we need to peel back the layers of that shit show. That <laughs> I mean, you just it's really <laughs> self-congratulatory. Like yeah. I do think I'm pretty awesome, and I think that being too awesome is a problem because it reminds. Like I think a lot of girls can get boyfriends because guys are like. Ah, this maybe won't last but with me I think they're like oh shit how will I ever get rid of like that's just me <laughs> right we protecting- get okay we get the theory but yeah. I want to hear how she's gonna peel this back yeah, maybe no. you need her as a therapist yeah in your life. I'm actually great I, oh, if yeah, I, I was not in comedy I would be a therapist I'm very empathetic okay. I'm a Pisces I want to watch yeah. this um wait, wait wait no 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 that's fucking nuts so you're already putting out this energy that's like it's like cockroach spray like get away like right like like you're giving out that's nuts that you think that I I I just it's happened so many times where these guys where I'm like they I guess I don't get reasons for why men like don't follow through with a relationship with me. It's there's never a concrete reason. They just kind of fall off and they ghost me. And so I have to fill in the blanks. And the only blanks I can fill in because there's no indication before it except like extreme intimacy where I open up a part of them that they didn't even know existed. They get on some they all after dating me, they all fucking get their shit together. They all tell me later on like no one ever made me f- feel so seen and so um like like my self-esteem went up after dating you because I fill them up with like you're amazing like I build them up and then okay, they then, ditch me but they're okay that's the problem you're putting them on a pedestal making them feel great were they doing the same listen I'm gonna just tell you something right now the man has got to love you more than you love him mm-hmm. plain yeah. and simple my mom taught me that and I oh, adore I like Jeff but you know they've got to kind of it's got to be like a worship mm-hmm. All, you need to find a fan honestly yeah. a fan with a, like a good dick no you're, you're absolutely <laughs> right you're absolutely right because here's the thing when, even in college, like I didn't really get hit on. I was everybody's best friend, and guys would be like, God, "Heather, you're beautiful. Love those jugs." But men, it's it takes a very <laughs> specific kind of guy to be like, "I'm gonna allow her to take the spotlight. I'm gonna allow her to be funny." Yeah, you are. Even though you like you, you know, you say you're insecure about things. You're so fucking self assured. It's not even funny. And self yeah, I've got a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So guess what? A lot of men cannot handle that. Yeah. And yeah. I, it's not an excuse, and I'm not just saying that to like sugarcoat shit, but truly, you gotta find somebody, you need like, like this is why I like Jeff because he's Italian. You need some guy who's like, like what What are we doing? Like Nikki, okay, let's go, you know? Yes, yeah. yes, who's I just do your love biggest that. fan, mm-hmm. but he's like, you being fucking crazy, shut up. Yes, yes that's what that's I want. Hot. I'm getting I aroused. I love this theory of they have to worship you more than you like them. They Dr. Do. Rita, my first acupuncturist in San Diego who could barely speak English, 
told me two of the most profound things I ever heard. One was that my heartbeat sounded like a violin. <laughs> she's wow. like, you're so sad. I'm like, how do you know? And she's like, your pulse like violin. And I put it into a Whoa. song. Wow. I literally wrote that into a song. The second thing was. Your pulse like violin. <laughs> you did the wrong grammar I, too. <laughs> You're like, I just need it to be authentic. I too. just, uh, I dusted it up a little bit. <laughs> I, I shined it up. Um, and then the second one was, you've got to find a man who loves you more than you love him. Little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. I'm I'm just imitating her. I'm not. Yeah. Also, I, I don't understand why people go see like white acupuncturists. Like if, if you're going to be racially biased about anything, it's <laughs> yeah. if I'm going to do Chinese. Speaking of L.A. Yeah. I mean, there's- <laughs> like I just went and got acupuncture last week and people were like, you know, telling me to go to this other place. I was like, no, 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 no. It's a white lady. No, no, no. I want to go to, you know, an old Chinese man. I want to go to the source. Right. That's like it's like good being racially biased when it's like comes to yes. acupuncture. Yes. It's Eastern medicine. Okay. <laughs> You know, sorry. I had an acupuncturist tell me this guy, Mr. Uh, Dr. Green. He was like, "You have so much yang." He's like, "No yin, all yang." And so I just literally was like, "Male energy." I don't know. Yes, I was like, yeah. "Am I transitioning?" I was like, "What's happening?" <laughs> right. He literally was like, but "So much yang." We're reading this book, or we've read it three thousand times. Getting to I do, and she talks about yin and yang, and the male and the female energy, and that so many women now, especially in business, are in their yang all day long because you have to be at work. Yeah. But then you have to. She always says, "Leave your." balls at work when you go home right so, yeah I just can't I I, I don't want a f- fans kind of it's gonna take a special guy they're gonna get through though but that is a good new litmus to have it's yeah. like they need to worship me and I it needs to be a little bit like how they, do you like, feel about that the uh, idea of someone worshiping you because it's I like uncomfortable it. for me okay oh, I like it I feel like I deserve it Good. I mean, like, I've had a gentle stalker for most of my life who's, like, a friend. He'll, like, probably come to our wedding. But, like, he yeah. literally will text Jeff on the regular basis. I'm like, I'm going to marry her. Just letting you know. Sliding in. So, like, I kind of, like, what? I thrive with that energy a little bit. Yeah. Like, as long as you're gentle and you're friendly and, like, cool. Yeah, then, Stalk like, me all day long. <laughs> Hang out in the bushes. Welcome back. It's Wednesday's show coming up. Um, or you just heard Tuesdays. Yes, we're getting into Wednesdays. I'm still here with Ian Finance on my back porch in Soho. Oh, yeah, we're in my apartment. What do you think? It is beyond what I thought it would be. It is so perfectly Nikki. Thank you. Anya designed it. It's incredible. I mean, the, the art, the couches, you know, the dishes for the food that you'll never cook for yourself. It's just amazing. <laughs> my uh, kitchen is so amazing. Together. It really is a, a catastrophe that it's never going to be used. I know. Such a, such a waste of a kitchen. Yeah. That's how I feel but, about my body right now, yeah, not having it, sex. It, it, your body is like a beautiful kitchen. It yeah. is. Like, yeah. I, my body looks fucking great right now. Incredible. Like, I look good naked, and I just stare myself in the mirror, and I just go, what a fucking waste. No one can, I can't show this to anyone. I literally have no one to show it to. And I know you're like, I'll take a gander. Thanks, Ian. Well, you know, uh, don't put words in my mouth, but, you know, I call your pussy words. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, all butthole words. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a great bod. Don't, uh, don't mince words. Don't mince words. <laughs> Speaking of minced things, your pussy. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, your kitchen's great. Thank you. <laughs> No, it's just like, oh god, guy the stuff. Is perfect. Oh, guy stuff, yes. Yeah, I'm just like so annoyed about uh, certain things, but also not. I'm so busy right now that I was supposed to be too busy to worry about boys, yeah. and I fit it in. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I still... Remember when you were sweating some bitches, like, just a year and a half ago? Remember that one girl? Dude, total nightmare scenario. Dude, I can't wait to, for people to say that about me with whatever I'm thinking about right now. Of, like, remember when you cared about that guy? Oh, say that to you about him? Yes. Oh, yeah, You yeah. know, like, because you're so far removed from the girls oh, that you were talking to me about a year and a half ago. Completely, yeah. I was giving you terrible advice, probably. I know. Well, actually, yeah. It, we were kind of pussyfooting around, me and this girl. Like, I thought she was into me, and it, I th- I'm pretty sure... You are pu- putting your foot in her pussy? Um, I was putting my foot... I was wearing her, like, a snowshoe. <laughs> And I, I thought, apparently the last conversation we had before she left New York City, she must have been blackout because she made a lot of proclamations that didn't really make sense in her behavior after that. And uh, she Ooh, had been hate like, that. drinking all night and everything. And I'm like, I truly trust you. And she's like, yeah, I just, I will see you, see you're so great. Oh, I've you done know. that before with guys. Jesus Christ. So I'm under this impression that, wow, when she comes back to New York, things are really going to be perfect. You know, I was in jail one night and the thought of her helped me get through it. Like, that's how much I like was fucking. When in were there. you in jail? Uh, like January, February last year. For I, what? I have to turn stop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I stayed the night in jail. Oh, my God, Ian. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, it was quite the experience. So you were thinking about her in there, like, when I get out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'll, this will be a great story to tell her, and she'll, she'll, she'll console me, and now we'll have it. You know when you're, like, into someone you plan things to talk about? Mm, yeah, I, I can relate yeah. to that, I guess. Yeah, yeah I, the, I do other crazy things, but not that one. Well, she, you know, uh, it totally did. I I was like, man, I got to make a move because we're talking on the phone for like an hour and a half. And it was very much like, oh, my God, New York's going to be so great. I can't wait to do shows and everything. And to see you, that's going to be fun. And be like, she said she wants to see me, know. you know, and it's like <laughs> Just so cool. So Nikki goes, you have to tell her you want to fuck her. Just say, hey, I want to fuck you. And I'm like, yeah. Nikki's right. Honestly, though, it, it it if it if she would be into you, that's what she wants to hear. Well, if maybe she was, if she was into me, she wasn't anymore because she, there was a chance because the, it was ambiguous whether whether or not you liked but, her. But we hung out for twenty four hours, and uh, whether or not I liked her, I was writing her postcards. Like, here's a mix I made you for. Valentine's I know, Day. man. I was so stupid to tell yeah. you that. Maybe, I dude. Was. Well, we hung out for twenty four hours, and. At the end of the night, instead of saying goodbye, she just walked into her hotel and I followed her. And we go to her room and instead of like grabbing her and making out, I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And then we sat next to each other on the bed watching like YouTube videos, like shoulder touching and stuff. And I was like, okay. And then um, I was like, how about I give you a massage? And then I just like over the clothing massaged her. And she was like, let's go to bed. But uh, no funny stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. She must have feelings for me that are deeper than sex. Oh, my God. That's what I thought. I know. And so then when I was like, I really want to fuck you. Well, that's it was unclear because you were such a pussy about, like, trying. I know I was a pussy. That's why I gave that advice. It it checks out. Well, I fucking was in a a bus stop, a Greyhound in New Hampshire, and I'm like, I really want to fuck you. And she's like, wow, that's a lot. I was like, a lot to handle because of your love, but it was not that. And then drunk one night, she was like, not talking about me, but talking about me. She's like, this guy one time told me he wanted to fuck me like that's all I am and I hate men that do that and I was like yeah guys are really the worst uh, you know what I was just projecting I just want guys to want to fuck me so I was probably telling you to tell her what I want to hear I know well also in hindsight you know I hung out with her and she used my bathroom and it really like she didn't poop she peed and it really smelled like and she would brag about like I don't shower and, da, 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 and I was like oh I'd love to eat her out but then I kind of smelled the aftermath of just 
her unfurrowing her pussy and I was like, this smells, you know, like the secret of the ooze. I don't know what that is, but like to girls. Yeah. I mean, listen, sometimes you're having a bad day. Uh, I'm into a chick. I'm into that. I know. Yeah. Run a mile and then find a seat. (laughs) Run a mile and find a seat. That brings us in. To Wednesday's show. Wednesday was Carmen Lynch, Lisa Curry, and Andrew Collin. We read a letter from you. You can write into the show. Just DM the show you up if you have any comments, concerns, criticism. Don't criticize, but here we go. Here's Carmen Lynch, Lisa Curry, Andrew Collin, Wednesday show. This is a nice one. Uh, Dear you up. (laughs) This is a perfect example of um, not just a compliment, but like uh, an actual uh, thing to write in. The other day, you said something to the the effect of, a guy can't go wrong ignoring a girl in getting her to like him. Which I stand by. I, I feel like if you ignore us, we will like you. It just it just works that way. I've always said when you're having a text conversation with a guy, if the guy does not always be the one to not write back, don't let you be the last one to text and you will retain the power in the relationship. This guy goes on to say, I've heard women say this before, but 10 minutes later, they'll talk about how they love when a man comes right out and pursues them aggressively. Matter of fact, you might have said this 10 minutes later. I'm wondering how you reconcile these two things, and is it more compl- any more complicated than, quote, when the guy is attractive, whatever he does is the right move. Love the show, Todd. Well, Todd, yes, I'm a hypocrite. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know what to say about this, except that, yeah, some, when a guy comes, here's what I'll say. When a guy comes after you hard, at first it's disgusting, and I'm just like, get away from me. You're annoying why do you like me so much? I'm unlikable. I and that's usually from a place of low self-esteem. And then when then you get worn down and you're like and hopefully you end up liking yourself and you're like, "Oh, I should like this guy that actually likes me." And then you can begin to like him. However, all of these guys that have done that to me and worn me down when I first was disgusted by them and then worn me down, something shifted at some point and then they go on to ignore me and I like them so much more. So it's both for me as well. Like, it's both. It's both. I don't know what to tell you. It's Guys, games. You it's yeah. games and it's fun. And if a guy likes you too much too soon, it feels desperate. And it feels like, calm down. I don't know. There's right. something like, there's nowhere to go from there. Do you know what I mean? That's a good point. There yeah. has to be kind of like this like growth. I feel like the common denominator with both things is confidence. Like, if a guy approaches you yes. and is like, hey, I want you, but also... If you don't, don't want me back, you. then I don't give a fuck. Yes, you know, it's that's like it. that in between. Or like if somebody, it's not just the not texting back right away, but it's like if you, when you, when you do then text back, if you can't be like, hey, sorry, I was just washing my dishes or whatever, like that's text messaging. Don't apologize for being mm-hmm. absent for thirty minutes or yes. whatever it is. You know, the 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 not text. It just I don't know why it just works. It just works when a guy. I I think it's both. You come on strong. You have confidence. You know what you want, and you're willing to. You know if you respect yourself enough, to, like you said, to be like I like you. But if you don't like me, that's fine. But um, I think you're you know come on strong, um, and then. Fucking play it cool and don't good night, good night, good night, like hard it, like just good night. Mm-hmm. 
Just say, just don't add more things. Because <laughs> when you add more things, we're just like he's over, he's overdoing it, and it just becomes unattractive. Mm-hmm. And women, I'd say the same thing. Try your best to be to not be the last person to text. And mm-hmm. when you're not, and if he hasn't texted back in a couple hours, don't like build a story. Like I feel like, oh, he hates me. Like you're constantly thinking about it when the guy's not even. Yeah. Doesn't even know the time has gone. Yeah, that's the problem. Here's a fucked up <laughs> thing. But that's just a woman. Yeah. <laughs> well, stop being women. Yeah. You know? Just Are you kidding me? I would love to stop being a woman. This is <laughs> fucked up to admit, but I feel like I couldn't, to in order to be able to get to that point, to start doing that with guys, like not be the last to text or whatever, you practice on your friends. Yes. <laughs> Which is not like, I'm, I'm not trying to have a power move over my friends, but if you're in that habit, it's much easier to do it and not overthink it. And you it. don't need to, I think we're always, it comes from a place of people pleasing too. Like I don't want him to think he's I'm that he's mad at, or I don't want him to think that I'm mad at him or that I don't like him. I want him to know I like him. Like it's okay to not text back all the time. Like it's, it's okay to not like everything and heart everything. It's good to give that little edge mm-hmm. of with your, it's, yeah. a, with your friends too. It's, yeah. you're so right. Like, some friends like can't stop texting, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I, yeah. chill the fuck Just out. Just please leave me alone. And I, I have to like look. It's so compulsive to be like, okay, bye. Well, bye. See you later. Talk to you later. And you're, it just goes on and on, and you're not adding anything. It's like this. It was a pretty, complete conversation. Hard because there's like available. no, yeah, yeah we're all, all available. Time. That's yeah. the hard thing. I'm not. Because it's like, oh, you didn't text back for two <laughs> I'm hours? I'm here right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then you Can always have to have the excuse of, oh, my, it got buried. Or I got it when I was busy and then oh, I really? couldn't get back to it. Which is true. A lot yeah. of times like I'll be in a meeting or something and I see it. And then on top of it, five more texts show up and then I never get back to it. It happens all the time. But I shouldn't have to explain no. that. We should all just have, we should all be okay with not getting... A mm-hmm. text back right away. Right. Also, guys don't think the way we do. So know, you know, if problem. we're like, God, I should write him back. He's not even worried about it. Not. At but all. no. But sometimes, yeah. like, I'll write something, and if I if I don't get a response back, or if you see, guys will look at the think dots and not get mm-hmm. something, and be like, oh, she doesn't want to fuck me, or she doesn't like me. Like mm-hmm. that that happens with men, yeah, for sure. Like, or if you write someone on a dating app, and mm-hmm. like the conversation's flowing, and then it just. Psh- just mm-hmm. dies. You're like, well, what the fuck did I do wrong? Like, mm-hmm. guys question what they do wrong and and think about it. And we're back. That was Wednesday's show. Ian and I are still here. I got a big night ahead of me. I got Whoa, uh, six sets, dude. God damn. I'm going. Can I walk you? Can I walk you Let's through it? Let's do it. Okay. Man, that fucking. Rules. This will help me. I got to run these fucking jokes, boy. Okay. Uh, Seven o'clock, Village Underground. Then I'm gonna uh, head up to the stand. Eight forty-five. That's a great window. Then right after I get off stage at 8.45, going to hang out, stuff my face with some veggies. Going to head over to Gotham for uh, 9.45. Then things really pick up. Then I got to make it to Village Underground again, 10.15. Then I'm hosting that one. Yes, dude. Ian's going to bring me up 10.15. Then um, I get off stage and I go around the corner to McDougal. I'll probably uh, plow down a salad in between these two. 11.05, got a uh, comedy cellar set. Then go back up to the stand, close my night out with an 11.30. Hell yeah. I'm really proud of myself for that schedule. That's great. What are you going to do to celebrate at the end of the night? Um, I'll be at the stand. Hopefully there'll be someone there that I, the guy that I want to make out with, and Mm -hmm. I get to celebrate that way. That'll be a great way to spend the night. But you know what I think it's going to end up being is I get a cab. 
protein bars in bed. Mm, yeah, actually, that will be waiting for me when I get home. It'll probably be slamming um, whatever food I have in my purse, like the snacks I brought from my night, like uh, on the way home in the cab. Um, texting with Anya about what did or did not happen that night. Mm-hmm. If she's still awake on the West Coast. And then going to bed listening to ASMR and actually feeling pretty fucking good. Wow. I, you know, I can't do ASMR, but you know what's been helping me fall asleep? I count down backwards from 35. And I got really fucking excited when I lose track of the numbers, and I'd be like twenty and thirty five. Jesus Christ! But I'll, I'll. But that doesn't seem like it'll give you enough. You'd go into the negatives pretty I'll quickly. Do, no, no, no. I'll do it with my breathing, and I'll go like thirty five, thirty four, thirty three, thirty two, and then. I thought I'll, you count back from three. No, you just count count, count back thirty five. Oh, usually it's some kind of math thing that's a little bit hard to figure out like you, well, you skip I do it with 30. my breathing and then I try to concentrate on that and then once I start to go like 23 28 27 yes, yes. 22 that's when I'm like oh I'm getting fucked up with sleep yeah it feels coming. so good like you know when you get surgery I love the feeling when they go count down from 10 when they give you that little yes, drink yes. and you're like doc I'll fucking make it and then you're out by eight I love and you wake it. up Holy I love surrendering because that's what happens with me with ASMR. I'll be listening to these like bitches like eat or cook or um, flip through a magazine and just talk about their day. And I'll just like or I'll put on up. I put listen to um, how stuff works or uh, how, how what is the name of that? No, hold on. I want to give them a proper shout out. I listen to that fucking I listen to I want to get surgery so I can feel fucked up. Oh, dude, I got, um, I talked about it on the show this week. I got a laser facial. Yeah. Stuff You Should Know is the podcast. I listen to that. Those guys have really calming voices. Great. And you oh, learn something yeah. as you fall asleep. You just pick a subject. They've been doing the podcast for like a million, ep- like literally for like uh, over a decade. So they, oh, and they just cover every subject you would ever want to know about. And so you just pick one out and like hit it and, and go to sleep and drift off. Um, what, what were you just saying? I want to get surgery so I can feel fucked oh, up. Oh, yeah. When I got a laser facial, it was so painful that they um, gave me laughing gas, and I was token yes. on that shit, and I got yes. so drunk. Yes. It was like, I was like yeah. part, I was like dancing. I was like, Carlisle, put on some music, because Carlisle was there to like help me for emotional support. I was like, I'm drunk right now. I want to hold on. We were just talking about this. Yeah, yeah, with the kombucha. I, I See, I feel bad. Someone Where you accidentally it. get drunk is what we're talking about, is like, yeah. whereas when you are uh, someone who doesn't drink anymore, and then somehow you accidentally take a sip of something, and you're like... Okay, I'm just going to feel it and enjoy it, because, but I can't have any more. Well, that happened to me at the wedding. I, t- I took a sip of what I thought oh. was my seltzer. It was vodka, and I spit it out. And Good then job. I had to, like, smoke and, like, get the taste out of my mouth. I'd eat some ass. And then I, um, <laughs> I got rid of it. But I, that's how I used to relapse is I would go around and, quote, unquote, accidentally take sips of drinks and go, well, it's in my mouth now, so I have to swallow. And then I go, oh, I made a mistake out loud to, like, be, like, rectify it. Like, I would, like, uh, put mouthwash in my mouth in the bathroom, then walk to my bedroom and go, well, I can't spit it out. I'm away from the sink. And then I'd oh, swallow Wow, it you were just full of lies to yourself. Oh, yeah. Just the millions of lies I told myself. I don't think I really ever lied to myself that much. I think I, I, I chose not to see it, but I wouldn't, like, actively. That's, like, an active lie to yourself. Oh, for sure. Without a doubt. Denial, I feel like, is different than actively lying. It ain't just a river in Egypt. No, it's... It, it's yeah. living inside of me. It's, yeah. <laughs> so deep, so yeah. deep. Uh, but yeah, that's that is like a that's a slippery slope there. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like if I, I can embrace those moments when I, I accidentally get fucked up and just go like, 
Well, like, you, like, lie to yourself when you're trying to quit drinking. Like, well, I won't drink before five. And then something happens at, like, noon, and you're like, well, I'll just do it this one day. Yeah, that's with working out for me. I won't do it two days in a row. Yeah, I sometimes will just miss. I go, I never want to miss two days of working out. It just, like, is a thing. I just, if if it's, like, breaking a streak for me. Like, I just, like, put a lot of self-importance on that. Right. And... Um, this oh. week I broke, I've broken it so much this month. Nothing yeah, happened guys. Like so busy. Nothing happened. Yeah. Well, I speaking of working out, I'm joining a gym, New York sports club. Mm-hmm. And I went the other day and the fucking lady who tried to get me to join the sneaky Russian, she kept pushing me and she was like, so do you want to sign paperwork? Why not you sign? And I was like, well, I want to talk to some friends. They belong to different gyms. Look at different prices. She goes, what price? What gym? You tell me. And I go, Crunch, Planet Fitness. She goes, Crunch, they overcharge. Planet Fitness, they have nothing. What you say now? And I was like, I, I, Wow, she's good. I, I feel a little uncomfortable that you're pressing me, so I'd like to think about it. And she goes, Why you think about it? What are you going to do? Are you going to leave and then not want to join gym? I, you, you're not telling me exactly what you want to do. And I was wow, like, she I don't have glebed you. you. I don't have to tell you anything. Yeah. I. This is uncomfortable. You're pushing me. Whoa. And I want to get up and leave. That's what I'm telling you right now. And she goes, well, what about the two free day pass? And I go, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> and I didn't go for the two days. She called me today and goes, okay, so I would like to give you $20 off your monthly fee, and then I give you only $1 sign-up fees if you come in today. And I was like, Alexandra, you sneaky Russian fuck, you got it. <laughs> Good so job. You... in the gym. Yes. Woo. I've been addicted to discounts lately. That's a great one, dude. Congratulations. I, I was just saying how I just can't ever get discounts. I feel bad asking for them. I feel like I'm always doing someone a favor. It's really hard for me to get a discount. My girlfriend hates it. She hates. But I, I'm, like, cheap and weird. Like, I did a casino gig, and we had two free uh, vouchers for um, uh, a buffet. And we used the one voucher the night before. So I was like, okay, we're just going to sh- get one plate, and we'll share it. And she sat down and was like, you're embarrassing me to not do this. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm being cheap when I'm alone. No, I've, I've had friends that are good at like scamming places and I'm like, I don't want in on your fucking scam, dude. I just let me go about this. Honestly, I'd like to overpay. Yeah. Because you are getting – there are some places where you're getting fucking screwed. Like, I, yeah. I, I canceled an appointment. I was going to get my lips done yesterday, and I was like, I don't need to get a fucking face thing done yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm so stressed out. So I canceled it, and I told my assistant, tell them that I'll accept the cancellation fee. Like, I felt so bad. I'm right, like, right. why did I offer yeah. Yeah. to pay a fee when yeah. there isn't even one included? You have to. So then I asked um, my assistant. I was like – I said my assistant because I don't want to say her name. She doesn't want me to say her name. So that's why I say that. But so I don't want people to be like, oh, Glazer keeps saying my assistant. Um, she, uh, uh, she, so I asked her, I was like, oh, is there a, f-? I'm trying to like stand up for her. I was like, what was the fee? Cause usually I don't even check. And she's like a hundred dollars. And she goes, and she called to ask them. And then when she called to ask what the fee is, they were like, we'll see if we can get it waived. Then they got it waived. I was like, I just saved $100 by asking one question. Yes. That's all you have to do is literally stand up for yourself just a modest amount. Motto of this episode, stand up for yourself a modest amount. I mean, I learned that from you about like saying, hey, I I deserve this and I think I'm valuable for this. I can preach it, boy, but I can't. But, you know, I hate the excuse of like, like, I, I love her to death. Some someone in my life goes, well, you know, I'm a woman. And I was conditioned to feel this way. I go, okay, I, I can accept that and empathize. But what do we do now that we recognize it? Can we work towards moving past that and, you know, taking yeah. up for yourself? 
because I know how strong people in my life are and I want them to stand up for themselves and be strong. But I feel like sometimes when I say that, I sound like a jerk off by being like, well, get over it. Well, no, you're right. I really hate that answer of like, just be like, accept what you have acceptance. You know, that's really a struggle for a lot of girls. I remember my mom being like, just be happy with what God gave you. Cause I was just so upset about how ugly I was. I was just yeah. like, how could this be? This isn't fair. And she's like, well, stop moping about it. Like, what are yeah. you going to do? There's nothing to do. You, if you don't like the way you look. And I feel that way about, um, where was I going with this? I feel that way about like things now is like just accept acceptance is hard. Mm-hmm. And totally. I think when wait, what what was the thing that you said I'm your girlfriend said about like why I've been conditioned and socialized. Yes. OK, so lately I've been so upset about being a woman. I'm just like, I think it's a raw deal. I don't think it's as good as being a man. I'm resentful of it and I'm filled with anger about it because I'm like, I have to do all this extra shit that men don't have to do. And And yes, it's optional for me to do, but I also have to. I, I feel like it's a trap I can't get out of mm-hmm. that men have put me in mm-hmm. essentially. And so I'm angry and part of it's like, well, it's just the way it is. You're not going to change things in this yeah. time. Stop bitching about it. It's not going to change overnight. Mm-hmm. So just accept the way it is. Mm-hmm. And so I think I have to like, I met, but I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a, um, the, going through the stages of grief about being a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I relate to your girlfriend. Yeah, totally. And, and I feel bad at, but see my thing as like, and I guess I've been conditioned as a man to be the problem solver, the solution finder, the guy that fixes it, the guy that makes it better, the protector, the one that makes it so that you don't hurt. So my thing is like, okay, this is what it is. Let's find a way to fix it. Yeah. I got to make it better for you. I don't want you to hurt in this world. What can I do? And then when I'm like, well, why don't you try this and this? I'm coming from a place of like, well, I want to make it fucking yeah, better. Yeah, I get it. I fucking love you. And, but it comes off as like you're not understanding or you're not hearing me. So I really am trying to be like, do you want me to listen or you don't want me to try a song? That's good. That's a great uh, little it's nugget. really fucking hard. Yeah. Here. Do you want me to listen or do you want me to help you solve? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, there's... Oftentimes you don't know what you want and that's right. where you well, get into some sticky... Hands like to squawk. You know. Squawk, squawk. Yeah. yeah. You like to squawk, squawk. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 hard when there's no one to squawk at, Ian. I ain't been squawking for a while at anyone. I know. Squawking at myself in the mirror. I know. And and that's a shame, but you know, everyone complains about the wage gap, but we get to think about the squawk gap. <laughs> we're putting up the squawk. Calling women squawks is <laughs> sounds great. so funny. Yeah, you little squawkers. Squawkers. <laughs> I'm a squite a white squawker. <laughs> Is that what, isn't that from Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones, yeah, Okay, yeah, cool. Thank God. I don't watch it. All right, let's get into Thursday's show. We're almost done here. I think this is, th- yeah. yeah. Thursday's show, so fun. Ian was there. Yes. Anya was there. Yes. Francesca Ramsey was, was there. there. Yes. Uh, this was a well-reviewed show. My fave, possibly, of the week, if I had to oh, pick boy, one. I think I said that, that already you on did. Thursday, so I will. It doesn't mean the others weren't great, but this is my fave. Enjoy it. Like, I'm a blonde now, and I've been a blonde for a smooth four months, (laughs) and it's a game changer. Like, it's just, I don't know. I really was like, oh, blondes do have more fun. Like, dudes are talking to me on the street and shit. Like, it's wild. And I realized, like, oh, I'm seeing myself differently as a blonde. Other people are seeing me differently as a blonde. This is really fun. Um, So if you're thinking about cutting all your hair off, you should totally do it. Oh, God. I'm scared my head shape isn't good, but I want to do it. Everyone always says that, though. Your head shape. Your head, Nikki, is so good. I was staring at it the other day in a pony, and I was like, <laughs> she has the skull. Like, you want a big back skull. You uh-huh. need a 
large. Like mm. if your skull was, I have, a, I have ass, a big head. I really when the do world it. ends, I hope that you're the skull that's discovered. Yes. Oh, thank you so <laughs> because much. Because you will fare well for our oh civilization. Oh my god, they just discovered some skull somewhere that like links to like to like Australopithecus to something. And so that could be me linking. Oh, well, I'll just. Be that's the- a seven dollar word that I am not familiar yeah. with. But yeah. I salute Jeez. you, girl. Well, I, I think you. I took some. <laughs> I don't know something. what that meant, but okay. <laughs> she took some Australopithecus before the show. <laughs> Isn't it kind of sad though that our that we're not shifting anymore as humans like whatever like it's this is the end oh like, you mean like our bodies aren't evolving like you know like we've uh, we've evolved from like l- like lesser man like mm. our skulls you can trace through th- th- mil- I guess I don't know how long humans have been around or like After a version the aliens of humans fucked us then. But we're done. <laughs> we're cooked. This is it. Well, we don't have appendices anymore. Oh yeah, that's true. And like tonsils. Like some people don't have yeah, tonsils. Some people are born without. Is that true? Oh yeah. Yes. They are evolution? evolving. Teens are growing horns in their head. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, my gosh. Yeah. I think we're done. I think what this is the this is it. Then I can't wait for head. them to find your skull and they'd be like, oh, this homoeroticus. She, <laughs> she, <laughs> what is it? No, homo erectus. Homo sapiens? This fucking homo. <laughs> you know erectus. She, she loved giving blowjobs, but also did not like giving blowjobs. <laughs> you can <laughs> so tell. find all of that from her head <laughs> There's like uh-huh. dents in the back of my <laughs> Oh, God. That makes me so sad. Like, they, they discovered the, you know, Lucy, the, 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 um, I forget. I think she was Australopithecus, but they found this. Uh, the fuck is Australopithecus? It's a type of human that was. Uh, it's a lesser human. It's oh. it's in uh, in this. Did, guys, do you know any of this stuff? Does anyone know? I uh, do. Lucy, Lucy was Australopithecus, right? Oh, so this Southern was like one Ape. of the first ones yeah, that was like found. Yeah, found in the Old Uvai Gorge, I believe, in Southern Africa. And they named yeah. her ass Lucy? You couldn't even Lucy. give her a black name? They Come named on her. now. <laughs> that is some bullshit. No, but they just discovered... L-O-O-S-I-E. No. <laughs> she died from, <laughs> she died from um, falling out of a tree, which I'm just like, oh, that's... that's I hope when they discover me, they can't figure out how I died. Oh no, like, they're just so embarrassing that she was just like, <laughs> like she's like the connection we have to our ancestors, and she fell out of a fucking tree. Like fucking Humpty she died. Dumpty. Yeah, like, that's cool. She was having fun. Yeah, yeah maybe. or hiding from a or jaguar. getting raped because that's how they had sex back then. <laughs> womp, womp. How do you think tree? you will die? Um, fun ooh, topic. Cool topic. <laughs> um, I think it, you know what I think about this in the end. Choking times. on a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Choking on a dick. I mean, in, yes, that's the my head time when she loved. Getting I, electrocuted I by honestly your think I will vibrator. die choking on volcanic ash in the super volcano that will erupt at any moment, just like you will. I want to be with you. And just you. like you guys will. Nope. I think we're all going to go at the same time. Nope. What what are you how, how are you gonna go? Smoking will build up build up my lung tolerance. Oh, so you're gonna be like, <laughs> uh-huh. it's just gonna be like being in this like a, an airplane in the seventies yeah, yeah, yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. You'll Everyone be will be dying from all the smoke inhalation. I'll be like, I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will be the new Lucy. <laughs> uh I wanna You look to like talk- one. What? He looks like a Lucy. You my do? dog's name is Lucy. I have Lucy tattooed on my foot. Wow. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a great way to remember your dog's name. <laughs> hey guys, that was the show this week. Thank you so much for listening. I have to go run and do one of my fir- my first of eight sets. I got to jump in the shower. Ian Finance, thank you for being here. You can follow him on Instagram at 
I Animal and listen to his podcast, Sex Ian the City. Yeah, this is so fun. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. I love you. Bye. I love you. Squirt, squirt, and jackpot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.